very, very uh, warm summer, folks, as if, you know, the news can't get any worse. They are predicting this could be, uh, you know, a summer full of real heat waves. Uh, can you imagine several days and then you don't have, uh, you know, you don't, you, people say, well, you're going to go outside, but then where are you going if suddenly you're on a stay-at-home order? Call J.K.L. Engineering right now, 401-351-7600. Well, folks, good morning. It is John DePetra, as I said on this Monday. Uh, my goal, and I want to say good morning to everybody on Facebook Live. Folks, remember, there's so many different ways you can listen to the program. That is what gives us the strength. We have the crowd that likes the Facebook Live. If you go to my Facebook page, it's John DePetro Show, and then you see uh, the the um, Facebook Live uh, shoots right to the top. And that is for those that are on Facebook, by the way. Now, those that aren't, most people do listen on AM 1380, which is a flamethrower. You can hear it really wherever you might be. Or, in fact, uh, northern part of the state, 99.9 FM, and there are people that then uh, can listen uh, that way as well. And you remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. So I want to bring you up to speed uh, the latest, and our day is next hour. We will speak with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week. And there's a lot of politics without, without question, but some of the things that are jumping out right now is just the fact that uh, there does seem to be uh, I, today at one o'clock we will carry Governor Mundo with her daily press briefing. For those that heard it yesterday, I uh, I did ask the governor a question, and uh, she joked about it a little bit, which was fine. And and I know there are some people listening that are not fans of Governor Raimondo, but right now she has never been more popular. Governor Raimondo, you know, a lot of politics. As a matter of fact, Governor Baker has always been a popular governor, and he remains a popular governor in Massachusetts. But other governors, governors like uh, Governor Mundo, Governor Mundo had somewhere around below 40 percent approval rating. And now her approval rating, the last we saw, and obviously it's going to come down a little bit. But um, but Governor Gina Raimondo, her approval rating is somewhere in the vicinity of north of 70%. We haven't seen numbers like that in a very long time. The governors are the ones that have the high approval ratings. Uh, Matt, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, prior to this happening, his approval rating in the state of New York was around 47%. He's now, the last we saw was like an 81%. Now, even if they come down a little bit, these are huge approval ratings. Uh, the governor of California, Governor Newsom, he has seen the biggest bump. His approval rating uh, was even at 85% at one point. So Governor Mundo, this is the most popular she's been. And someone sent me uh, an email. I received an email of someone. You can always email me, john at topetro.com. And uh, the, the gist of it was, this is someone saying, I can't stand that this is the reason she's become popular. But that, that is kind of the nature of the game. You go to, as I've talked about, President Bush after 9-11, when President George Bush gave his State of the Union in January of, of 2002. God, it seems like such a long time ago. But his approval rating was upward like 90%. And right now, though, you know, things have to change within the Trump White House because the president right now, the strategy that they have implored and they're going down the president's approval rating, listen, I try to be objective with you. I don't serve any purpose if I just give propaganda. The president is clearly doing something wrong. His approval rating is as bad as it is. And it is. His approval rating has been going down. Think of that. I mean, you, you have the, the governor of Florida, his approval rating is down, but not as bad as the president. So there are several things that can happen. 
I think the president will be okay. I think they recognize they need to do some things differently. Whether it be the briefings too long, a lot of this passing the buck pointing fingers at different individuals. Uh, But right now, if everything stays the way it is, which is President Trump would then be taking on former Vice President Joe Biden. We still don't know who Biden's going to pick, but I would feel very confident you should that the president will um, will once again be reelected. Now, we don't know. It could be fluid. There's a lot of chatter out there, but there's always been chatter and noise. But uh, this could be a situation if, if the president could just pivot and change just a couple of things. I, I think I mean, I'm surprised at this because normally I would have said the president had an opportunity to be somewhere north of 55 to 60 percent approval rating. I recognize there are some of you saying I don't care about these polls. They're all BS. Uh, all due respect, you have no idea what you're talking about. Anyone that right now is saying that or you're thinking that, you have no idea what you're talking about. Because I will tell you that within the Trump White House, within any White House, no one has a better polling apparatus than the President of the United States. Whether it's President Obama or President Trump or going back to President Bush, President Clinton. No one has better and then they are polling all the time. They're polling seven days a week. I can tell you, if you're listening right now saying, I think those polls are BS, blah, 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 like some loudmouths do. What I'm telling you is they live and die by them in the Trump White House. And that's not exclusive of the Trump White House. So this business of, I don't believe these but they believe them. Believe me, they believe them. And they follow them. And they watch them. And there is a method to it. And there is a way that you can get uh, accurate information. I know some people want to just say, I don't believe it, but you're, you're either naive, you're unaware how things work, or maybe you're new to the game. There's a lot of people that they really weren't paying attention to politics until, uh, in some ways, till President Trump came into office. That's fine, but you're kind of late to the party a little bit. And I can tell you, though, uh, that they are certainly paying attention to them. They follow them, and they recognize that what's going on right now Uh, The way that the president is coming across to the American people is not something – it's not the path if you want to remain in office. If he wants to be a one-term president, then he is on the right path. Now, I also want to – and right now it's 1115. Folks, good morning. It's Sean DePete on this Monday. I also want – and I request some of you uh, as politely as I can – you have to think outside of yourselves – you know, and this is something else I hear from people of people send me an email saying no one I know thinks that Governor Mundo's doing a good job or no one I know is going to vote for Biden. That's fine. Right. Except Ramundo right now has somewhere around 75 percent approval rating. Granted, it's going to come down. It could already come down by now. And I'm going to touch on one of the things that I think is starting to build up within um, President Trump. You know, people that say no one I know. Would, would, would vote for him. We're not, we, you and I, we are not, like, for instance, I, if the election were held right now, I know who I'm voting for. And I think many of you feel that way and agree with me. And it doesn't matter whether it's Biden or whether it's someone else, you're voting for the president. But the way to win this election is the president has to do well with these independent voters. Or he has to do well with last time around, the president won Pennsylvania, he won Michigan. He won Wisconsin. He won Minnesota. And the reason he did that is because you had Democrats who voted for the president. Now, in order to be uh, be reelected, he needs that to happen. So many of you 
that you voted for the president in 2016 and you're going to vote for him again in November. And I completely understand that. But recognize you're not the reason he got in office, all due respect, and certainly not being in the Rhode Island, Massachusetts area. So it really comes down to you need people that are truly either very moderate to light independent Democrat voters that could kind of go either way uh, in places like Florida and those states I mentioned, the Rust Belt. So just just keep that in mind, because I, there's no one more outspoken than the Trump supporters. That, no question about it. And there's no, no one that will hesitate to say, because uh, there, there are some people saying, I don't understand what this is all about. Of course he's going to be reelected. Yeah, th- let me tell you something. The White House wished that were the case. So, But there are some people, this is ridiculous. Of course he's going to get reelected. That, that is just foolishness. And if your rationale is, well, everyone I know is going to vote for him, well, (laughs) you know, uh, that's why there's all these different flavors of ice cream. I mean, maybe you don't, you know, that's like the people that don't like a certain type of food. I don't like seafood and no one I know eats seafood. Well, there are a lot of people that enjoy seafood. So you have to look beyond yourself. You can't have such a parochial view. And I can tell you that. It's not lost in the White House that his you have all these politicians whose approval ratings have gone through the roof. And the president has not. Now, this is not a matter of the media. The media has always been there. This is messaging within. Uh, this, this hopefully is a period that it's, we're going to look back on this because it's very fluid. But at some point, this is really an opportunity. If the White House handles this correctly, this is truly an opportunity uh, to put this thing away. And I mean go into the summer with a sizable rating, a sizable lead. And then Biden just can't get traction with everything going on. Because think about it. Biden is clearly, to me, he is clearly not mentally and physical, physically up to the task. I don't think so. When I see him in interviews, I see someone who is struggling, whatever the reason may be. I'm not ready to go ahead and say early stages of dementia, whatever it is. But he does not strike me. Those interviews last week of him sitting there with his wife holding his hand, I mean, that was uh, that was uncomfortable that was uncomfortable for me to watch, let alone some of his supporters. But the fact that they are still neck and neck or that former Vice President Biden is even ahead in some states tells you that this is a time uh, the president needs to shift the momentum a little bit and turn things around. Now, that said, as far as let's talk about what we really care about, and that is the situation in Rhode Island. And I want to touch on this because Vice President Pence, if you saw it last night during the White House press briefing, he said something very significant. And this is something that really the next week or the next two weeks, if you're a business owner, I think the choruses are going to get louder. And I think they're really going to get louder in definitely Rhode Island, I think into Massachusetts, which is still very serious. But I'm going to tell you about that, folks. But I want to remind you on this Monday. Now, listen, it's going to be a good week. Uh, Rhode Island still is the stay at home order is still until May 8th. But the good news is I was there yesterday, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are open. They're open for the season. They are compliant with the state. They have a safe environment. When you arrive, you stop in beautiful selection of pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers, bowls. They have tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas. Do you recognize that doctors are saying one of the most positive things you can do for yourself physically and mentally is to be outside? And maybe even do some gardening. Why not stop by Rhode Island's number one garden center? Landscape materials available, screen loom. You have black, brown, hemlock mulch. Pick up a delivery. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR 
landscape materials and garden center. And if you prefer delivery of anything, they can do that. You can call them at 295-4399 or email them prmaterials at cox.net. Well, look for them on Facebook. I share their page because it's so full of colors and delightful. It is. Uh, it's. It just feels so normal and good. Uh, the fact that Rhode Island's number one garden center is there for you. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And by the way, it's all outside. So uh, I did stop in. You do see some people wearing masks, which is fine. Uh, but it's completely safe. And on top of that, you're going to feel better by being outside. Now, folks, um, I'm very curious, and this is something to watch. Now, coming up, good morning once again. It's Sean DePietro on this Monday. But coming up at 1 o'clock, we're going to carry Governor Mundo's press briefing again. And I am starting to wonder, though, that with the numbers continuing, let's remember, you know, President Trump has been unfairly in some ways knocked on a different couple of fronts. One thing was he's not getting credit. He did stop the flights coming in from China or the majority of them. Some of them still did get through. I get that. But still, he sent a message and he came under fire for that. People were criticizing him, saying he's he's going and pushing forth this anti-Asian agenda, which I think was unfair. Number one. Number two, at one of the rallies, and I think I was even at the rally. I was at one of his last rallies. Those of you remember, I went to, I was invited by the Trump campaign, and I was at the rally in Manchester, New Hampshire. God, it seems like a lifetime ago. Back in February, and at the time, the president was discussing it. There we were uh, in Manchester at the Trump rally, and you're right up against people. My God, uh, it's hard to picture that now. But the president said this could be like the seasonal flu, that when the warm weather comes, it just starts to dissipate. And, folks, that could, in fact, happen, as a matter of fact, because you are seeing the numbers are definitely not shooting up. Now, something to listen for today is Governor Amundo with the model they've had in Rhode Island. The Rhode Island model uh, had the peak coming this weekend, the 25th. April 25th is supposed to be the peak. Somewhere between this Saturday, today is Monday, April 20th, somewhere between this Saturday and possibly the following Saturday could be the peak. Now, last night at the White House, President Trump said that he believes, or excuse me, Vice President Pence said Rhode Island has already hit the peak and is now on the downward slope. Now, I'm anxious to hear what Governor Mudd was going to say today, because if that is the case between this week and next week, if the numbers keep coming down, the Rhode Island stay-at-home order still goes till Friday, May 8th, <clears throat> Mother's Day weekend. I think it's, it starts to introduce the question of, and this is important to listen to, if the numbers this week and next week continue to go down and we have the testing capabilities... I think the argument really starts to gather steam and strength that Rhode Island's economy should reopen on Friday, May 1st. So, folks, this is good news. Now, I I just hope that we're not in like locked in on things because that's what we said. Right. I mean, there's so much of this that is fluid. People are asking about the beaches. People are asking about. You know, the Red Sox games. People are asking about the NFL season. So much of that remains an unknown, much like the, the fall elections. I mean, we don't know. Now, there are different people like Dr. Fauci saying you don't want to rush things because then you could, you know, things could bubble back. The whole key to this thing, to me, an important part, I should say, not the key, but an important part of this is going to be 
to take the pressure off the hospitals, give the workers, the hospitals a chance to catch their breath, right? Get the enough equipment. And then if you have any type of surge going forward, that the hospitals would be able to accommodate them. But I, I will freely admit to you, it, it is difficult to try to get accurate information on some of these things. For instance, the Boston Globe has a story this morning. In rare but growing number of cases, children hospitalized with coronavirus in Massachusetts. In a pandemic perceived as largely sparing the very young, a growing number of children infected have become so severely ill they have needed hospitalization, sometimes even ventilators. Now, you know, I, I don't know what to make about that. I don't know what the numbers are. Again, we don't know enough about the background of these children. And because of HIPAA laws, I, I don't know how we would find out about it. That's the first time I've seen an article like this. This article in the Boston Globe certainly throws off the schools. Keep in mind, regardless of whether or not you have children in schools, a major decision that Governor Armando and Governor Baker, for that matter, but let's just focus on Governor Armando for a moment. A major, major decision is the schools. Are the schools done for the year or could the kids return? Uh, Would it be safe for the children to return? How would the schools operate? Is there enough social distancing for the schools? Do a lot of the teachers feel comfortable? You know, it's one thing that you haven't had a huge outbreak amongst young people. This is the first article I've seen where there's uh, saying that there's a situation with all these children. I have not heard that or seen that before. Um, That. I don't know enough about that. And and maybe as we dig into the, the Globe article a little bit on it, we could get more information about it. But there are, is that children that have underlying health problems or these were perfectly normal, healthy children that suddenly somehow uh, they became infected with coronavirus and now all of a sudden they're on a, a ventilator. I mean, that's very, very frightening. The Globe story last week when the state released it, the numbers seem almost predictable. Many large hospitals had well above 100 patients. Smaller community ones had dozens. But one number was striking. Boston's Children's Hospital had seven patients admitted, confirmed suspected case of coronavirus, three in the intensive care unit. Uh, The number has since climbed to 13 with three in the ICU as of Sunday. In a pandemic perceived largely sparing the very young, growing number of children infected and being severely ill, sometimes even ventilators, the sick of these patients typically had underlying health conditions. And that is the defining factor. One such child was a 16-year-old admitted to Boston Children's Hospital serious condition. Staff uh, immediately suspected coronavirus. Her blood oxygen, her blood oxygen was low. Uh, she was... She was also autistic and couldn't tolerate a mask in her face to deliver oxygen. So the therapist positioned a tube a few inches away. Still, her oxygen remained low. A team swiftly brought the girl, fever suffering, up to the intensive care unit. Uh, they in, in, uh, intubated her with a ventilator. 72 hours after admission, the confirmed case of COVID-19, which I still don't understand why we're calling it that, not the Wuhan virus. It is the Chinese virus. It is the Wuhan virus. I don't know how we came about this corona or COVID-19. But again, we don't know what type of underlying health conditions. And that is so important because like this is a decision that's going to have to be made. If if you have perfectly normal, healthy children and they are immune to it, they don't have the same reaction. Uh, they are asymptomatic of it. That would certainly make an argument to return the children to the schools. As far as 
if there are children with some kind of underlying health condition, that that's a different story. And something very significant happened over the weekend, in case you missed the story. And I'm going to tell you about it just a moment. It has to do with the Boston um, homeless shelter. But, folks, on this um, Monday, I want to remind you, I am hearing from so many people that are picking up a bottle and love a Kyberry. A Kyberry is an incredible antioxidant. It's a Rhode Island product. It is available to you. A Kyberry. It's A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I. You can check out their website, akaiberry.com. Now, I recognize there's a different way to pronounce it. But if I pronounced it the, the correct way a lot of people pronounce it, you'd never be able to find it in the stores. But it is incredible. It is a blend-fueled, disease-fighting power of the Akai Berry. All you do is you have a little shot of this each morning. First of all, it's delicious. It does come. This looks like a wine bottle, doesn't it? But it's not wine. There's no alcohol. But it is incredible antioxidant. Why this is so important is this gives your body the proper antioxidants to fight off a disease so if you were to somehow become, uh, you know, in, interact with someone that had it, there's a very good chance that this Akai Berry drinking this, having this in your system, could help your body fight off any viruses. For those that get it, this is one of the most important things you could get. You can pick up a bottle of Akai Berry. Now, on Friday, I had on the air Marie from It's My Health in Cumberland. So in the northern part of the state, they sell it. A Kai Berry. Pick up a bottle today. It's my health in Cumberland. Also, Dave's in East Greenwich. It's a huge seller, seller there. And Venda Ravioli up on the hill. And uh, Damani Salon and Spa on Park Avenue in Cranston. And then you have the corporate offices for A Kai Berry, 50 King Street and Johnson. A Kai Berry. The best thing to do, go to their website, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. A Kai Berry. Pick up a bottle today. Well, folks, it's 1130. Good morning. It's John DePietro. So now, something very significant happened over the weekend, and that was this story regarding the Boston Homeless Shelter. Did you hear about this? Maybe you didn't hear about it, but it's uh, very important, and it is incredible what they found out. And I did ask this of, of Dr. McDonald, who was doing the press briefing on um, – I, I don't remember. I think I asked him on – Yesterday, I think I asked him yesterday. I'm not even positive. But anyhow, the whole point of it is that in the Boston homeless shelter, they tested 400 people at the homeless shelter in Boston. And 150 of the 400 tested positive for coronavirus, for the Wuhan virus. Now think of this. There's 400 people at this Boston homeless shelter. 150 of them test positive and they have no symptoms. They have no symptoms at all. So they're carriers of the virus, but they show no symptoms. They don't have a cough. They don't have a fever. They don't have any problem breathing. Now, when this was hitting, we were hearing the most vulnerable amongst us, some of the people they were saying were the homeless people. And there were people in the media that were saying, well, the homeless people are going to start to drop like flies. My God, they're out there. Uh, They're not, you know, they don't have distancing. Never mind if they're in the shelter or they're sleeping out some of these hopeless in camps. But this is very significant that they tested 400 homeless people at this Boston shelter. 150 of them did not, they were asymptomatic. So that is good news for all of us. Now, is that a reason that they have the antibodies and they're fighting it off? Because of the weather? Is the strain decreasing? The fact that a lot of homeless people spend so much time outside 
Is that a factor of it? But my point is, this is not a situation of 400 were tested, 150 tested positive, and 150 are on ventilators about to die. They don't show any symptoms. They're walking around completely fine. They don't have high fever. They don't have a cough. You know, I wonder about, in Rhode Island, the first case we heard about was Mark Thebolt, right, the uh, assistant principal at St. Raphael's. And it was the very dramatic story of he almost died. He was in Italy. Maybe the, the strain he picked up in Italy was just a, str- a stronger strain of this coronavirus. Or maybe he did, he did have asthma. Maybe that was a big factor. I just wonder what the story would have been if at St. Raphael's Academy, Mark Thebolt that he came down with it, but the results were not that bad. I mean, we all read the story that he almost, I mean, they were giving him the last rites. He woke up in the hospital and there was the priest in the full protective gear giving him last rites. But some high profile examples that can't be ignored. George Stephanopoulos, maybe people watch Good Morning America, maybe you don't. His wife had it, made major news, right? Wife had it, 10 days, she's home, very, very sick. Stephanopoulos has it. He's totally fine. Completely fine. He's on every morning. No, he's still in his house. No high fever. He looks fine. No problem breathing. He's totally fine. Chris Cuomo, who I'm starting to think was, I think he was acting a little bit. You know, I go by what makes news. As many people know, I, you know, what's news? Planes landing on time at the airport is not news. A plane crash or planes delayed or flight canceled, that makes news. Chris Cuomo got it. Was he exaggerating some of his his uh, symptoms a little bit? It made worldwide news that he had it. It has put him on another level as far as popularity. There he was each night. I, my fever is 101. I lost 13 pounds in three days. The beast comes. I'm, I'm delusional. I'm seeing my father at the end of my bed. What if maybe he was just being a little dramatic? Because Chris Cuomo of CNN, the governor's brother, his wife has it. And she's fine. She's totally fine. Is it because of the weather? Is it she's maybe anti, um, uh, asymptomatic? Is it maybe she has enough antibodies she's able to fight off? I mean, I don't know. But this is good news about those homeless people. And when I did ask Dr. McDonald, he was familiar with it. He was on a conference call about it. So there are hopeful signs about this. Now, I want to talk about these protests over the weekend. I'm going to tell you about that. But, folks, I want to remind you something else on this Monday. And that is the fact. I can't stress enough the importance of it's such a relief not having to run out to the store and uh, get bottled water. And going forward, why not make today the day that you pick up the phone and call Steve at Water Filter Company? Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in stall lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, 
your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? The answer is no, folks. And so call our friend Steve, 294-2400. Now listen, on this Monday, I'm asking you, why not call and at least find out more and get a free consultation? And also, as I've also mentioned, you can, in fact, um, end up having many people can install it themselves. Although Steve and his people, they have the proper equipment that it would be safe, perfectly safe to allow their workers into your home. It takes them. I had water filter installed in my home it took literally it took them five minutes to do it they go right into your sink and it is a game changer you don't have to worry about bottled water if everyone on facebook live i'm holding up this is right from the water filter and it's delicious clean water and you don't have to worry about it you see these people there are certain stores and on top of that you don't even know where the bottled water is coming from so water filter company whatever you're doing on this monday Give them a call right in North Kingstown, 294-2400, 294-2400, Water Filter Company. So there were a number of people that were protesting over the weekend. And I know Dr. Fauci is condemning the protesters in some of these different states. Now, some people have reached out to me saying, Juan, would you be, you know, how would you feel about some kind of a protest? And to, you know, I, I, I don't see the need right now. I understand why we have the stay-at-home order. I think the restrictions on the businesses has to start to be lifted. And I believe that I asked Governor Raimondo yesterday about hair salons. That's a big concern for a lot of people. And the answer was they're saying that they might allow stylists to maybe go to people's homes but that doesn't make sense to me in any way. I think if you own a barbershop or a hair salon, if you say, here's what we're going to do. It's appointment only, and you're going to wear a mask coming in, and I'm going to have a mask on, and you're going to limit the number of people in the barbershop or the salon, and then that's where they have all their equipment and their chemicals or their haircutting devices and the sinks. For the stylist to have to go into people's homes driving around That doesn't make sense to me. And I think a lot of stylists could say, I'm going to keep my business. We're going to follow the proper protocol within the barbershop or salon, meaning you're not going to have a lot of people there. You're going to limit exactly what you do. But I believe they should start to let businesses open up. Let's just say you have a furniture store and you're going to keep people distance out and you're going to conduct things where there's going to be, you know, you're not on top of people with the exchange of money. At this point, I don't understand why you can't allow, I believe, stores to start to reopen, but make sure the people that are running the stores at least operate this protocol. Now, many of you are familiar now with the governor has clarified that a customer, you have to wear a mask if you're going into a business. Doesn't it seem odd? I'll be the first one. It's very frightening. It's very, um, um, Twilight Zone-ish to see everyone walking around. There is something just alarming. 
And then, you know what really takes me is that you see like a family of four, which I did. I saw a mother, father, two young kids, and all four of them holding hands, and they all had the masks on. That seemed, um, I, again, they're doing the right thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking in any way. But it just, um, there's just something about that that, uh, that just struck me in, in, a, in an odd way. But I think if you're a business owner, as let's, let's wait and see. People are sending me a lot of questions. Um, I, I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend the governor that there are several things that she's not saying firmly. Uh, there are other people, for instance, Mayor Lors of the Mayor of Providence. He basically wants the state shut down for the rest of the year. Now, that is foolish. That makes no sense. I think they should start to lift the restrictions uh, as far as the parks, as far as the beach. Um, I, I, this whole business, I, I th- I'm glad the golf courses are open. Providence is a different animal. And you're starting to see some of the mayors are starting to kind of want some a little more power. The, the mayor, the town manager in East Providence, or the mayor, whatever he is, he's starting to say, you know, we're going to do things differently here. I mean, it makes no sense at all. So you're in one city, but if you cross over, they do things differently. If anything, folks, you should start to see some of the restrictions, I think, starting to be loosened a little bit, not not tightened, right? Um, as the weather gets nicer, let, let's face it, people don't want to stay inside. Yesterday was a nice day. It feels good to go out. People miss seeing each other. Um, people want to start to feel normal again. You know, we are not set up the way to, to function this way. So I, I'm not at the point of protest just yet. Some of the other states, that governor of Michigan, is she's, she's really uh, forcing a showdown with some of the protesters. And, and I recognize a lot of the protesters that they are feeling frustrated in some of the states. But there is now starting to be a map. Folks, without question, in Mayor Policina, the mayor of Johnston, who I'll probably have on at some point this week, he, he is starting to say that we, we have to allow some of these businesses to reopen. And people were going to have to use their head as far as washing your hands, keeping distance, and wearing masks. But basically, when you think about it, if every store follows that, then every type of business basically should be allowed to reopen, right? Because think of the people that are you know, crowded into a grocery store or are crowded into a Walmart or some of these different stores. So as long as people are following that, I think we need to start to see the restrictions being loosened, right? I think not not tightened, loosened. Now, folks, good morning. It's John DePietro. It's 1142. Next hour, politics this week with Justin Katz. Then Governor Mundo press briefing is coming up at 1 o'clock. Very anxious to hear the numbers, folks. Now, Vice President Pence says that Rhode Island, we've already peaked. The governor's people are saying the peak is coming next weekend or next week. So we're right coming into that zone. Uh, This could end up being a week. This would be great if the hospitalization numbers are coming down. They are having a new testing center in Providence where people can basically walk up because it is a large percentage of the Latino community, surprise, has it, or testing positive. Doesn't mean they're dying from it. The nursing homes are a different story. Folks, I want to remind you, what a time to do some spring cleaning, be productive, and call Brother's Disposal today, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517, brother, come on, brother, good morning, brother, Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Now, 
Look for them on Facebook. They have the yellow and purple colors, much like the Lakers. So they're easy to find their Facebook page. But the thing about Brothers Disposal that I like is this is a time. Now, you're spending more time inside. You're in your basement. You're in your attic. Or you should be. Talk about real spring cleaning your garage. Call Brothers Disposal, and they'll put a dumpster in the driveway. And then as you're cleaning out your home to get more just unwanted items, things you don't use anymore, things that are broken, old pieces of furniture, things that, let's face it, you, you, you don't use. It's taking up space. Why not get rid of some of the clutter, right? Old things that you took in years ago if someone passed away and then you said, I'll take, you know, Aunt Myra's tea set and it's never been taken out of the box or whatever. Call Brothers Disposal. They'll, they'll show up. They'll put a dumpster in the driveway, and then you don't even interact with them. You then just throw the stuff away. Now, this could be for one night. It could be for a weekend. It could be for a week. Maybe you're using this time to do a household project, right? Whatever it may be. Brother's Disposal. Good morning, brother. 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Brother's Disposal. And look for them on Facebook. Again, Folks, it's Brother's Disposal. All right, 1144, it's John DePietro. So the governor, they're going to provide the update coming up at 1 o'clock. The governor is saying, now this is interesting. Um, I want to play how Vice President Mike Pence, we'll see if Governor Raimondo talks about this. He said that the peak had already happened. Mike Pence saying that Rhode Island is among the states which appear to be past their peak of COVID-19 cases. But our governor is saying... That's just not the case. Brandon Truitt here now with some clarity on these uh, mixed messages. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good to see the both of you. Well, you have the federal government saying one thing, state saying the other. And the White House seems to suggest that things are on the mend in Rhode Island. But the state says it is weeks away from hitting its peak. All of this coming as there are people protesting for things to open up. It is my goal and desire to move us out of these restrictions as soon as is safely possible. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo on Sunday saying cases of COVID-19 are adding up slower than originally thought. The slope of the curve is much gentler. The peak will not be nearly as high as it would have been had we not taken these measures and complied with them when we did. Raimondo estimating the state will peak around May 8th. That's just under three weeks. The White House with a different message. Our large metro areas continue to stabilize and even see progress. The New York metro area, including New Jersey, New York, Long Island, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, all appear to be past their peak. Raimondo has not directly responded to this claim. However, as you can see, the Department of Health continues to report an average increase in cases and hospitalizations. In the meantime, protests to reopen the economy happening nationwide. This scene on Cape Cod over the weekend, the group hoping to grab the attention of their governor and start getting things back to normal. Let us start putting people back to work, maybe landscapers, construction, where it's safe. That's what we're hoping to achieve. And similar protests have been floated by groups here in Rhode Island. State saying that testing is going to be the key to opening up the economy with medical experts warning that this is not going to happen quickly. It will take some time. Things are not just going to bounce back at the flick of a switch. Braden Truitt, Eyewitness News. Now, folks, so that is um, interesting. And again, good morning. It's Shonda Petro. Uh, that's something that Governor Mundo is going to have to address today because because then now we're looking at two different models. Now you have, you know, there it is, the White House, and they certainly are on top of it. 
And they're saying we already see the peak happening right now, and Rhode Island is now on the downslope. And I'm anxious to see if, in fact, the governor, if Governor Raimondo instead is going to be saying that, no, you know, we haven't had our peak yet, that it's not. Now, this walk-up testing in Providence is also big. This is Channel 12. This is the number of new positive cases declines. Here's a look at what we know tonight. The health department says 13 more people have died. 11 of them lived in nursing homes. There are also 230 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the state's total now to more than 4,700. This is the second day in a row that cases declined, but Governor Gina Raimondo says this might just be because fewer people get tested on the weekend. Currently, 254 people are in the hospital with COVID-19. And today, the governor says the state is continuing to expand testing and is also taking steps to address the impact coronavirus is having on communities of color. Eyewitness News reporter Anita Buffoni joins us live now in Providence with the details on those plans. Anita. That's right, Kim. Rhode Island's first walk-up testing center is here at the Bailey Elementary School in Providence. Testing will begin here on Tuesday, but an appointment is required through a health care provider. Data shows 45% of all positive coronavirus cases in Rhode Island are among the Latino community. Governor Gina Raimondo and the Department of Health are now trying to determine why. It is our core principle through this whole crisis that we have an inclusive approach and work overtime to make sure that everybody uh, has health care, everybody's included in our response. In hopes to increase accessibility to testing, the walk-up testing site was strategically set up in the Elmwood neighborhood of Providence. We've selected the Bailey Elementary School because it's centrally located in an area of Providence where a lot of folks might not have a car. They might not be able to get up to the Twin River site. Patients will also be able to drive up to the testing site, which aims to test about 40 people per day. Mayor Jorge Alorza said in a statement, as we continue to see the spread of COVID-19 throughout our state, it is critical that everyone have access to the medical tests and care they need. That's why we are working Working with our community partners to provide care that is easy to get to and offered in multiple languages. This weekend, the governor's face covering order went into effect. State inspectors did random spot checks at about 200 businesses Saturday, making sure they are following the new rules. Ramondo says employees and customers were complying but gave new guidance on the mandates. Every Rhode Islander is ordered to wear a cloth face covering, covering your nose and your mouth every time you're in any retail operation. Dr. James McDonald with the Department of Health says face coverings are key to protecting others from contracting the virus. Sometimes people are carrying the COVID-19 virus and we don't have symptoms. So when you don't know what you don't know, you might hurt people. You know, I actually, uh, I like the doctor a lot. I think he did a nice job. Folks, again, good morning. It's Sean DePietro. That was a report on Channel 12. And one of the reasons why that's significant is this is really starting to break out. As far as, let me let me uh, re- actually reword that breakout. Um, two areas that this is certainly focused on. One is obviously the nursing homes. And I, I don't know what to make about that other than I am hearing from some people. Some people feel that, Anyone that is passing away, if they're in a nursing home, they're saying it's because of the coronavirus. And we don't know that that is the case. But I think as many of you know, we need over the course of the weekend, I think there were 13 deaths, 11 were nursing homes. I, I, you know, no one wants to see that happen. But you just wonder if 
Was that really what happened? Someone else sent me an email saying that his brother was in hospice for cancer. And then when he died, they said they attributed that to the coronavirus. So because of some of this, I want some of you to recognize that you don't have access to all this information. I can't demand because of HIPAA laws. There's so much, you know, that we can't get. So I'm not saying that some of this isn't true or happening, but there's there's no way that we can get accurate information about it. But there is something that two areas that the large amount, as we've told you, almost 50 percent of the people testing positive happen to be Latino in the state and and a huge number of them in Providence. So that's where the testing should go and then determine and quarantine those individuals. So I, I have no problem with that. As a matter of fact, if if Twin River if they don't need as much testing, then then put more of it into Providence, Pawtucket, where a lot of the positive cases are coming. Now, next hour, folks, again, Justin Katz, politics this week. Uh, everyone on Facebook Live tonight, very special Facebook Live tonight, sometime between uh, 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock. I'm not sure. I try to uh, distance it from the White House briefing, but very, very special Facebook Live coming up tonight. Hey, folks, on this Monday... And then it's John DePietro coming up at 1 o'clock, Governor Amanda, her daily press briefing. And what's key to be listening about that will be Vice President Pence. We want to watch the numbers. If over the next three or four days, if the numbers continue to come down to Rhode Island, if in fact the hospitalizations are down, number one, there's a very good chance they are not going to need the convention center. Four million. Now, that's FEMA federal money, by the way. So we're not on the hook for that. But four million to the convention center. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to need that. That's 600 beds that they have set aside. If the numbers are coming down, the hospitalizations are coming down, I think the governor should lift the restrictions. Uh, I know they said stay at home order till May 8th, but I think May 1st, right, after next week, let businesses, maybe even next week, let businesses start to open, right? Why not? How much longer? Hey, folks, in saving money, though, if you're a business, this has been a good lesson why you need property business insurance and everyone wants to save money why not make sure or find out if ae mazika insurance services could save you money on your health insurance on your home on your life insurance or in your automobile how about your car has been sitting in the garage you're not even driving it now some insurance companies saying okay you no one's driving so 15 20 percent off but that's still too high for some people call ae mazika insurance services today i'll tell you scott and alex they will save you money. Free consultation, 401-353-9300. 401-353-9300. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. They're located 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. Now look for them on Facebook. Also go to their website, A.E. Mazika, M-A-Z-I-K-A, Mazika.com. It's Scott, it's Alex, it's A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Let them, free consultation, let them help you save money, right? Maybe it's 200 a month. How about, would you like an additional $300 a month? Doesn't that sound great? Of course it does. Maybe it's for business insurance, or maybe for your auto insurance, or renter's insurance. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Look for them on Facebook. You can call them. You don't have to go and meet. This can all be over the phone. Why not? Here's the thing. Why not give them an opportunity to explore if they can save you money? 401-353-9300. 401-353-9300. Look for them on Facebook. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence, or 
the website, aemazika.com. Well, folks, right now it's 1155. Good morning. It's John DePietro. Now, coming up at next hour, Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. We're going to have a segment politics this week. And then at one o'clock, Governor Mundo is going to do her daily press briefing. Something else that needs to be addressed at some point, and it is in the Providence Journal this morning, but that is about the state workers and furloughs. As someone was mentioning to me yesterday, you know, folks, there's a lot of people, especially there's a lot of attorneys that are, quote, part-time workers for the General Assembly. And they're supposed to be giving legal advice when the General Assembly is in session. The General Assembly is not in session. So why are these people still getting paid? Something that I don't think the Raimondo people want to deal with until July is going to be, does it make sense to anyone? All the businesses, you're listing right now, you've been laid off. Or the people that the businesses closed, they're never going to reopen. None of the city workers have been laid off. Not one town worker has been laid off. Not one state worker has in any way had their pay reduced. Let them go into the system. Let them have to go through unemployment. I guarantee you that if a lot of the state workers had to file unemployment, I'm willing to bet that the unemployment system at Department of Labor and Training would work a lot more efficiently if you had some of the state workers trying to navigate and go through that website or trying to call and everything else. It's not easy. I feel terrible for many of you that are dealing with with this and some people have very specific cases um, and I tried to get answers for some of you last week but that has got to be coming the state doesn't have the money to have all these people on the state payroll now I'm also looking at and this was a tweet it's fantastic South Korea is reopening malls restaurants and clubs it's also important to be clear what the reopening model entails a test and trace apparatus capable of identifying and quarantining 1,000 people in 48 hours if one family tests positive for the virus. So what we are going to have to deal with is this business that many of us, listen, we all want, or most of us want the economy to reopen, but you don't want an outbreak. And a lot of people, this is where things are going to butt heads of people that they want things to reopen but they don't want to be traced as far as who the carriers are. The key to this whole thing is who are the carriers. But a positive note, as I said earlier, is that uh, testing with the Boston Homeless Shelter, 400 people in the Boston Homeless Shelter, 150 of them tested positive, no symptoms, asymptomatic, no fever, no cough, no problems breathing, zero. It's very, very positive. Folks, it's John DePietro. Next hour, you don't want to miss this. Uh, Jordan, Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Hey, I want to remind you, you know, what are you doing for lunch today? Why not stock up at Ron's Pastry Gourmet? They have the Trump Donuts, which are delicious. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. They're open 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Where's that? It's right off of Silver Spring Street, right next door to AAA. They are open right now. It's all takeout. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Everything's fresh. Delicious sausage and peppers. Eggplant. Meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones. They have chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, cakes, the Trump chocolate covered donuts and more. Ron's 
Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. They've been up since 3 o'clock this morning cooking. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street. Ron and Melissa, grab some of those Trump donuts. right, And look for them on Facebook, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, it's John DePietro. Here's what we're going to do coming up. We're going to have the 12 o'clock news. On the other side, Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com joins me. And then Governor Mundo coming up at 1. Everyone on Facebook, you can listen at the website, DePetro.com. I will be back tonight on Facebook for a very special Monday evening report uh, on the John DePetro Show. So again, go to the website, DePetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. We're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. Justin Katz, politics this week. You don't want to miss it. Very popular segment joins me next Remember, follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter at John DePietro Show. And as always, folks, go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, the official website of UNOHOPE.